Have you seen the blind item that a certain someone on a certain cast convinced his or her partner to not go to the reunion and also their friend not to go and now there is no reunion so they don't have to face the consequences of their actions on a show called Winter House? In case you haven't seen that blind item, I just told you about it. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure you can gather who you think these people are. I'm not allowed to name names, but go check out. I'll link it in the description of this episode. Face Reality 16 posted this blind item. It's pretty clear who it points to. There was going to be a Winter House reunion. It was scheduled to film because this season was so explosive, but some key players did not want to attend because their behavior was so deplorable and they didn't want to fess up to their very clear calculated wrongdoings. Yeah. In terms of, you know, I'm, I know we all are like, wait, what happens when you don't go to reunions? Isn't that like a contractual violation or something? I have a feeling that it's a little complicated because this is, you know, there's still, they still have other shows that they're on. So that's got to be, I mean, this is, this is new territory for Bravo. They've never done, this is the first time they're doing this like spin-off with multiple cast crossover situations so but when you piss off the network they can do shit like make your edit not so kind and forgiving and this person one of the people who kind of orchestrated the reunion walkout even though it wasn't a walkout like the reunion boycott or strike or whatever you want to call it they tend to get a pretty favorable edit, if you can believe it. (laughs) If you can believe that's a favorable edit, believe me, it's a favorable edit from what I've heard from insider sources who have um, worked in or around um, the shows. So a little tea to start off this, this, this week's episode of the Winter House Recap. So yeah, welcome to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily, if you're new here. And I am recapping Bravo TV. I'm recapping True Crime. I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. So subscribe if you're not already. I would love to have you. And if you're already subscribed, love you. I mean it. Um... Guys, Patreon launches on Monday, December 12th, and it's going to be all the Bravo jams, cherry picking the best episodes from back in the day that we love so much. There will be three levels. All the details will be in the episode description. Okay, let's get into this episode of Winter House because it starts juicy. Paige has just said the ridiculous line that was it was so specific that if 
if the day Craig and I became exclusive, if I found out that night that he touched another girl's vagina, I would break up with him. And as I said last week, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt at this point in your relationship, if you found out that the day you guys became exclusive, he actually had like kind of had a drunken night with a person that he'd sort of already been hooking up with a little bit here and there. I doubt you would break up with him. But whatever. Amanda, in response to that, is like, all right, a little too far. She's like, I don't know if I would break up, but um, you should know the whole truth. And I feel like Carl doesn't have that. Okay, Amanda. They... Amanda is so desperate to get get a scene out of this. They cut over to Rachel and Jason at one point, and she's just trying to like hug and give a little kiss, but he's being so sexual and he's like hugging her. He's like, you smell good. And then she gives him one kiss and he's trying to like go in for more kissing. And she's just clearly not reciprocating. And it comes off creepy. But anyway, go over to the part that matters. Kyle is also equally, equally desperate for this to be on camera. So he's talking to Austin. He's like, the only weird part is now Carl doesn't understand that part of the night. And when I hear something like that, which, by the way, he heard this already. He already knew this. Kyle says he heard about it the day after his his wedding night. He was getting calls and he heard about it. So he knew about it prior to this. He just wants this moment on camera so bad. So he's really like reaching. He's trying to, he's like, how do I give this motivation and intention? Like, how do I not make it obvious that I'm just trying to fuck up this moment for them because it's too good? He's like, when I hear something like that, it does spook me a little bit because it makes me feel like a... You know, Carl has no clue. And then Austin goes, so what are you asking of me? Kyle goes, yeah, you just, just uh, yeah, have like a moment. You have a scene where you sit down with him and it's like, hey, man, this is what we're talking about. Boom, done. <laughs> sure. At one point, Lindsay and Carl are talking to Craig and Craig has the nerve to ask if they're having a good time. Isn't that kind of sadistic? Craig knows what they're fucking plotting. That's sadistic. Are you having a good time? Fuck you, Craig. Okay? You know what's happening behind the scenes. Lindsay, but she doesn't take the... She goes, yeah, you were hilarious. You were cracking me up last night. And even Carl's like, yeah, man, you were really funny last night. Clearly he was drunk and being funny. (laughs) Excuse me. Amanda's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to Lindsay. She's so like intense. Like, this is it, guys. I'm about to go ruin Lindsay's whole night. This is it. And so she's like, she, she's flicking her hair. She goes, I feel like maybe you've heard some rumblings about things that are being discussed. Lindsay plays this better than they could have they're expecting reactive drunk Lindsay they thought this 
Lindsay used to be so easy to rile up. Let's pretend this was drunk, drinking, crazy Lindsay. Let's, let's pretend this is that world. You guys, imagine the difference in this. Imagine how this would have gone. Oh my God. They were like, this is so easy. Instead, they got this, Lindsay. <laughs> they just miscalculated this completely. She's like, oh, what's the rumor, Mel? What's the rumors now? And Amanda's like, well, it's not a rumor when it's coming from Austin. She's like, that, that he's saying that on my wedding night, you tried to touch his dick. And the next day, you text him not to tell anyone. Lindsay just remains cool, stares right at Amanda, hard eye contact. She goes, well, I didn't touch his dick and I didn't text him the next day. Amanda goes, well, that's not Austin's story. And Lindsay hits her with a, what seems to be the problem? Do you realize how brilliant that is when someone is approaching you with rumors that they're expecting you to either freak out over and or answer to whatever you go, what seems to be the problem? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Cause then what is Amanda going to do? She goes, I'm just telling you what people are talking about. Lindsay goes, okay, well, you're kind of aggressive in your delivery right now. And Amanda's like, sorry, I'm letting you know what Austin is saying. And Lindsay's like, okay, well, it didn't happen. And so then Amanda has to be like, well, so then Austin is lying to everyone because in Amanda's head, then she's like, well, then why aren't you mad at Austin? <sighs> so Lindsay just says, well, I didn't touch his dick. So, and then she like stands up to walk away. And in Lindsay's confessional, she says that she fell asleep with a bottle of red in one hand and McDonald's in the other. Now, look, I know this may be controversial, but I don't buy it. I, I just think it's not that impractical. I don't think that Austin was like, get off of me, Lindsay. I think it's practical that she cuddled in bed with Austin and maybe like felt him a little bit. And he was like, no, and then just like laid, went back to sleep. I don't think that's impractical. I don't think it was that huge of an event. And I think Austin was messy the next day. And I think he was freaked out that he did like spend the night with Lindsay. Because remember, at that point, Lindsay was like public enemy number one for them, for Paige. Because Lindsay brought up the, brought up not the rumor, but brought up the Kristen thing when Craig came into town. Craig was visiting summer, the summer house and Lindsay decides that that's the time to talk about the Kristen thing, which created this whole big drama. And so when, you know, Craig's weekend on camera for summer house was supposed to just be fun and easy, but instead it turns into drama. And Craig even says on camera, this is not what I wanted. I wanted to come here, have some fun, have some drinks, but instead it's drama. And they blame it obviously on Lindsay because Lindsay was the one who brought it up on camera. So Lindsay, in the mind of Craig at that point, was the enemy. And Southern Charm had started filming at this point. And so alliances are being formed. And even though Craig and Austin were not really doing great at the start of the 
season, Austin still is like little petty kind of immature high school girl. And he kind of wants to still be cool with Craig. And I feel like he got some shit for spending the night with Lindsay. Like, you slept with Lindsay? What the fuck? And I feel like he was just being messy. Like, yeah, dude. And she, like, tried to put her hand on my hand on my dick. and was like, dude, get off me. And I feel like it probably was something more innocuous than that. Um, But it's true that Lindsay is pretty aggressive in that way when she's drunk she's like a different person anywho we're gonna keep going so amanda uh amanda's like the thing because not now mind you Lindsay's standing up amanda's sitting down amanda looks desperate for this thing to be a real thing right she's like it's just that you were telling people you were going around telling people at my wedding that you were dating it's confusing so they cut to the well first Lindsay goes Carl was my date for your wedding yes Amanda goes you were telling people you were dating and Lindsay goes who did I say that to Amanda goes everyone so then they cut to the wedding and it's Everett saying that they both talked to him independently about each other and Maya saying that word on the street is they're going to give it a go not them going around talking to each other or talking to everybody about it. But Lindsay just goes, she just shrugs and goes, okay, and walks off. So, you know, like, this one, <laughs> I got to tell you, I have really, I don't think we've seen something more savagely handled. What could have been an easy takedown, um, like the way Craig handled it. In Summer House. That's what, that's what they were expecting. Lindsay gave them nothing. Nothing. That's She's a strong bitch. See what I tell you guys. She can take it. She can handle it. So I hate to do this, but I am going to talk about Jess and Corey just because she is such a mess. I was like, oh, I'm not even going to, I'm going to skip their moments. But Jess is talking to the girls about Corey. And, of course, they're giving her advice because she's crazy. And Amanda's like, just don't pigeonhole yourself with one man. Rachel says, know your worth. Paige says, don't show all of your cards. And Jess's confessional, she just really focuses on on Paige. Paige triggers Jess. And Jess is like, her eyes in this confessional are, you know, stage five clinger. She's like, it's not your relationship. I like Corey. Corey likes me. We're going to date afterwards. Shut up. Okay. So Lindsay, like a savage, goes up to Austin and Austin's sitting with Luke at the bar. And she goes, are you ready for the new rumor? You told people that I touched your dick. Austin doesn't know what to do because he's like, I, that's not a rumor. I did that. And he goes, I said, I, I said you made an advance. Luke asks straight up, he goes, did you try to grab his dick? <laughs> so ridiculous. Lindsay stares at Luke for a period of time and goes, in the middle of eating McDonald's? Then Lindsay 
kind of says something like, she's like, I'm like Luke, you know, I'm very touchy-feely. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dissect this too much. I'm really not. I'm really not. Because I know people are going to be mad that I do think it, something like this happened, something around it happened, but Austin was such a messy fuckhead that he deserves to be embarrassed like this. And he even says it himself. He even says it. In his confessional, he's like, Lindsay's normally like, so what? I grabbed his dick. Who cares? So clearly she doesn't want Carl to know about it. You know what, dude? You're right. She clearly doesn't want Carl to know about it. But you also set it up like this to where it's being presented to her by Amanda. And you haven't talked to her because you guys have been in a fight for a while. So yeah, she's not in the mood to fucking talk about it, okay? Like this, this is not the way to do it, asshole. So I'm not too mad at Lindsay for being like, "Mm mm-mm, I'm not copping to this shit. Absolutely not. It was not a big deal. It was embarrassing. And I regretted every second of it. And you know what? We all get to get, we all get one get out of jail free card and get to deny till we die. And it's this, it's bullshit. Okay. Over to Jess. We don't really see it. It's kind of, it's just in subtitles. Jess asks Rachel if she's in love with Jason. And Rachel's like, I'm fragile. And Jess is like, Corey is like, I think she's talking about, I couldn't really tell what she was really saying. Corey is like some work of art. And then she says, I know I'm a hot piece of ass. So maybe I get guys first, but like, maybe you keep them later. Like, fine, wait for it. She's such a, okay, we'll get to that. That's more for next week. So Carl brings Lindsay her phone. She's still with Luke and Austin. And she says it to Carl. She says, so me putting my hand on Austin's leg has now turned into Austin told people the other day that I tried to touch his dick. And Austin's like, I'm just going to stop talking. And Carl says, busy night. Ooh. Carl's like, Austin is still an immature fuckboy. I know the truth. And that is that they hung out ate McDonald's, and that's it. And he does say, do I really care about what happened before we started dating? No. I really don't think that if she had a conversation with Carl after they left Winter House, like, look, I was really drunk, and I might have, like, thought we were going to maybe hook up or something because that was what we did, but I didn't want to give them that in this moment. I think Carl would have been like, okay. But I respect her for being like, they don't get that for me because they don't deserve it. Okay. Not the way they handled this whole fucking weekend. Absolutely not. So Lindsay looks right at Austin and says that she has no recollection of making an advance for his dick. So Austin, you know, this is why I can't really hate him too much. And I know everyone wants me to, but he, in his confessional goes, I really shot myself in the foot on this one. Can't you control yourself a little bit? And I guess the answer is no. No, I can't. I just want to go back 48 hours and slap myself in the face. Yeah, Austin, you're an idiot. He's like, what did I do? Why was I doing that? He's like, why did I do that? 
It's like, what are, What the fuck? I made it such a big deal. I could have just said it to her. And honestly, it isn't a big deal. But what happened was he told Craig the next day. He's like, dude, yeah, Lindsay then tried to fucking touch my dick. And Craig made it a big deal. And when they found out Lindsay was going to be doing Winterhouse, they're like, you're bringing that up. And we're going to turn this into a thing. Like I said, I did a deep dive on the timeline of this. Uh, I'll try to put a, I'll try to put a link in the, um, let me see if I can remember that. I'll put a link to the deep dive I did on the timeline because it's so tricky to remember like when things are airing versus when they're filming, but there was definitely resentment towards Lindsay because Summer House was airing uh, as they were filming Winter House. And so Craig and Paige were no longer like the cutest couple in the world on Bravo. It's kind of like, oh, oh, maybe that isn't so great. Um, let me make a little note to myself real quick. One second, one second. Okay, so they get back to the house. They're done with the bar. Uh, there's a little shot. Paige says to Craig, I never want to be the couple that goes to bed early. And they immediately cut over to Carl and Lindsay being up in their rooms. And Carl being like, it's so loud. That was just the editors being shady. They need to pack, though, Carl and Lindsay, because they're leaving uh, early in the morning. And Kyle comes in. Kyle has the nerve to come in. The nerve, okay, to come in and be like, hey, guys, sorry for everything. Don't, you're, Lindsay doesn't break a sweat. She goes, they're just jealous. Paige and Craig over over in their room. Paige goes, Craig, the day we became exclusive, if you found out I grabbed someone's dick that very night, Craig goes, I would have broken up with her. Wow. Okay. Amanda comes in and says bye to Carl and Lindsay because she won't be up when they leave in the morning. And Lindsay's just keeping it moving. Lindsay's not holding a grudge. Luke's doing laundry. <laughs> Love it. Jess, though. Holy shit. She is demanding Corey go to bed. He's just trying to have some fun, do some shots with his friends. Holy fuck. He, I mean, I may, I might have been, a, I might have been Jess at one point in my life. Like I might have been that. I don't know. I, I don't want to look back on a time that I was, but I've been irrational and horrible, I'm sure. But girl, he, she, he, goes into the bed with her in his bed and then he gets like I'm gonna get water and she gets upset and literally like stands in the hallway like are you coming and then goes back in his room he comes in she's like why are you being so annoying and in her confessional she's like I want you to make more of an effort with me what are you doing and then they're all wasted she says to Corey I want something serious with you I mean, she, I guess she's telling him what she wants. And Corey's just putting it off. And he's like, uh, now's not a good time. 2 a.m. when we've been drinking is not a good time. Corey is just as much the problem. Don't get me wrong. He's absolutely not squashing the issue, but still. Something I learned way too late in life. So pro tip for all of you 20-somethings out there. Take care of your hair just like you take care of your skin. Prevent damage early, okay? 
Good Thing Kitsch knows that because they create products for your hair, for your skin, and for your body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. They've got satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks. And by the way, the satin is vegan and cruelty-free. Not like silk, which, by the way, is made from silk worms. Okay? These satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks are so great for your hair and skin while you sleep. They have shampoo and conditioner bars. Yes, bars. Bottle-free beauty, baby. Heatless satin curling rollers, and these are the TikTok famous curling rollers, okay? People are throwing out their $600 curlers for this stuff. They've got these quick dry hair towels. They work like a dream. You seriously don't even know until you try them. And don't forget about their classic hair ties and scrunchies. That is how I discovered Kitsch. Now, I've personally been using their satin pillowcases for forever because not only are they good for your hair and not damaging your hair, but they keep your skin from wrinkling because did you realize how much your skin touches your pillowcase and you don't want to be up against some dry, nasty pillowcase. You want to have it up against satin, honey. So listen up, queens. Kitsch is your one-stop shop for all your holiday gifting, for the family, for your besties, and all the resties who deserve a little something special this year. Right now, Kitsch is offering discounts site-wide, anywhere from 25% all the way to 60%. All month long. When you go to mykitch.com slash she speaks, you heard it. Discounts up to 60% off certain items at mykitch spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. Plus, Kitch has daily flash sales, unbelievable deals. So check back often. One more time, mykitch.com slash she speaks for huge holiday discounts. Everything you need for holiday gifting or to treat yourself. The next morning, Carl and Lindsay get up. And Carl and his confessional sweeties, like, I was excited to show off this new version of ourselves. I bet he was. And Lindsay's like, it was a very different experience than last year. And once again, they show the amazing compilation from season one where she is falling into walls and going, ow, and telling Austin, I'm in love with you. But in Lindsay's confessional, she goes, I had fun. That's all that matters. Craig and Paige are obviously closer than ever because now they are actually waking up next to each other every morning. And now once this trip ends, like once this show ends, they won't, they will be long distance again, which is very interesting. There's a scene with Corey FaceTiming his parents. And I didn't really pay attention, but of course it's something like him saying in his confessional. Cause I don't know what they were talking about, but he's like, it would be crazy for me to fall in love with something, someone after two weeks. And then I was like, okay, I'm not listening anymore. But today's Gaper Day, which means Kyle is in heaven because something Kyle loves kind of more than anything is shaming people for being bad skiers. 
He loves that. He really, truly does. He loves a good shame. He loves a good, um, I'm better at skiing than you moment. So that's what he gets to do today. And he's obsessed. Um, they get in the cars, they head to the mountains and Corey asks, you know, like he straight up asks, he goes, so was there any drama with Lindsay? Which is interesting because it kind of leads me to think that Craig was like, oh, so it's just going to go down when Lindsay and Carl get here. And he's like, I did not see drama. What is happening? And Craig says almost with disappointment that uh, when she's sober, her explosiveness isn't there. And Paige goes, I think she should stay sober. And Craig laughs. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Craig, once again, you have no business laughing about this because you're crazy when you drink. All right. Unless, honestly, this trip really has shown him that he needs to keep it together because I do, I, he is night and day, night and day uh, from when he started. And then when he had the conversation with Paige, where he realized, like, oh, this has been affecting her. Uh, so maybe this has really changed for him, which would be cool. Anyway, moving on. We have fun times on the mountain. Jason takes Rachel down the mountain on his back, which is like his new party trick. Uh, most of them go up again, but Sierra and Rachel stay back. And Rachel is, I think Rachel's relieved to get away from Jason. Honestly, that's the vibe I'm getting. Because she's like, he'll at the very least, he'll be a friend forever. And I'm like, okay, that's what she's hoping. She's like, I need him to go away. Uh, so, like, everyone has made their way down the mountain, and they kind of, like, section off into groups. And Jason, Jess, and Luke talk, and they're like, so how's the Corey situation going? Simultaneously, Corey and Austin talk. So, Corey is like, yeah, Jess isn't used to liking a guy so quickly. So she's coming up with weird things like, oh, are you talking to other girls? And I'm like, and then he realizes that the way, it's like he keeps doing this. He did this with Craig. And then he realizes the same thing with Austin because they're like, whoa. And then he goes, and I'm like, yeah, well, we both obviously are. It's like Corey is totally playing Jess 100%. And he doesn't want to admit he's playing her. So then he lies and says like, oh, well, and I'm like, yeah, we both are, obviously. No, you're not saying that. When she says that, he's like, what am I doing that makes you feel that way? Yeah, I like you. You're leading her on. But then Jess is over there saying that, you know, like being in a house with 13 people, a lot of your insecurities come out. And then when you're dating someone and both the guys are like, huh? And Jess is like, should I not call it dating? Jason's like, I would say, you know, you hooked up, you're getting to know each other. And Austin and Corey are obviously having like their version of this conversation simultaneously where he's like, you know, we're like, you know, we're like, cool. We're not like dating, you know. And Jess is like, well, in a perfect world, I would be exclusive after this. And then Corey's like, we're not going to leave here exclusive. And then Austin goes, well, as long as you guys are on the same page. Jason goes, yeah, you know, just like take it slow. Keep it light. Jess. Oh, OK, she goes, well, thanks, but I'm a female. We don't 
like to keep it light. He likes me. I like him. I'm not keeping it light. Jason goes, okay, well, keep it heavy. (laughs) Whoa. Jess is like, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I don't have many doubts. This woman. All right, we leave that fiasco. Paige, Amanda, Rachel, and Sierra are inside eating lunch. They got some wings. It looked cozy. It looked good. You know, it's kind of, I'm always a fan of like the cabin lunch bar outside, like right, you know, right by the mountain experience because I don't ski or snowboard or anything, but I'm like, ooh, I will be in the bar. Tell me what you would like to drink. So they're talking about how they would raise kids in the suburbs and Paige talks about moving to Charleston and her hangups are, it's lots of florals, lots of smiling, no one wears black. Um, And that's the essence of that scene. All right, they get back to the house. They order sushi. Kyle accidentally eats a bunch of wasabi. Done that before. It did actually make me want sushi, though. Ooh, maybe I'll order sushi tonight. That sounds good. Amanda makes up a drinking game. It's like a truth or dare um, beer pong hybrid. But while they do that, Jess goes to Kyle's room. And I swear when she... I swear to God when she was walking up there, she was like, Luke... Which is why I was confused because I was hearing Kyle be like, hold on, I have an eyelash in my eye. This, I swear to God, I will go back and rewatch it, but I, I just want to, let's just go with it because she cannot get names straight to save her life. And she's like, I just wanted to talk because I remember you being really, you were really supportive earlier about Corey and me. And they flashed to Kyle being like, I like you two together. It's, a, it's cute as shit, you know? That's what these experiences are all about. Kyle. And fucking Jess is so, Jason was like, take it slow. Like she's saying, she's saying these things as if they're really fucked up things to say. Like, like as if he was like, go fuck yourself. He, Jason was like, take it slow. Take it step by step. And I'm like, what? You're telling me to take it slow about something I'm happy about? It just like pissed me off. Cause I'm like, why is everyone so pessimistic? No, first she goes, I'm sorry. She says, why is everyone so pessimist? Girl, don't say big words. And then she goes, mostly like Paige and Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kyle's like, well, yeah, it's just like how it is in this group. People have opinions. But then in Je- Jess's confessional, she looks right into that camera and she's like, I just want to tell the haters, just because your relationship sucks doesn't mean my sucks too. All crazy. All crazed. What is this makeup on her face too? Like when she's in Kyle's room talking, I'm like, is it a flower? Is it a star? What was drawn on your eye? So they got the truth or dare ping pong going. Austin wins and gets one in the truth cup and he gets to ask a question and it's when's the last time you had sex? And Amanda goes, before they got to the house. And Paige says, a few minutes ago. And Rachel's is literally the day before they got there. And Sierra says, 15 days. And this triggers Austin. And Austin's like, cool. I can't bring my girl here, but Sierra's banging. Okay. And this 
freaks Sierra out. She goes, well, when's that se- the last time you had sex, bitch? And Austin goes, before I came here with my girl. And then Sierra's like, exactly. I'm single. You're single. And I, and Austin's like, exactly. And I can't bring my girl here. And then Sierra tries to do something in her confessional. She's like, you're mad because I had sex? That's not why he's mad. That's literally not why he's mad. At all. What, you think you're the last person I had sex with? Honey. That's not why he's mad. Like, I'm not on Austin's side. I think this is kind of the wrong place, wrong time. But (sighs) first it was ludicrous of Paige to be like, Sierra's in town. When you're watching Austin clearly into Olivia, but being upset because she got a date. Like, you know, this is not the time. Like, you know, he doesn't mean that he's done with her. You know that. But you're, you know, you're setting them up regardless. Like, that's, you know what I mean? So that hookup in Charleston meant kind of nothing. And it wasn't good for you to, like, pawn him off that way or pawn her off that way. Uh, It was pretty obvious he was going to ghost her. Like, I wouldn't have done that to my friend at all. At all. Seeing him all drunk, pissed off about some girl, and she's on a date with someone, I would not have even volunteered my friend. At all. At all, at all. Um, But it's the fact that she, Sierra, came into the house thinking, like, we have to be respectful of each other. And Austin's like, no, we don't. You could have brought a guy. Like, you could have brought a guy. Um. And she's like, well, I mean, yeah, I am fucking other people. It's like, well, then that's fine. Like, we're fine. We're cool. Like, there's nothing going on here. I mean, it's still dirty. He's still an asshole. He's still gross because he did have sex with Sierra and then ghost her because he's an idiot and he's an asshole. But like, Paige, what are you doing trying to set up Sierra with Austin at that point in time? Like, he's given her no signs that you should be hooking them up again. Literally. Like, at that point after the summer... Sierra should have not even come to your mind when you saw Austin acting up like that at the dog wedding and being like, I'm done with Olivia, being like, oh, well, Sierra, let's do that again. No, no. All of you were stupid there. All of you. So it's like everyone was dumb in that equation. Okay, we're going to keep going. So then Austin busts out flirting with Corey before I came. It's unbelievable. And Paige and Amanda's face, their their eyes are wide, their mouths are open. But I like Paige because she never hollered at Corey. <laughs> Is that what you say? Because I want to use that. I don't know when I would, but I, I want to. And Austin goes, oh my God, fucking hypocrisy in this house. And Sierra goes, dude, shut the fuck up. And Austin goes, yeah, okay, that's your way of deflecting. Now Sierra is over it. She goes, deflecting, if you hadn't acted like a fucking asshole this summer and put me in bad situations, and Austin is now putting his finger over his ears and repeating, hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. Oh, fucking Christ. So Sierra storms off and goes in her room, and both Paige and Amanda are like, Austin, how did it turn into that? Then Paige like 
this was weird. She goes, you won't yell at Lindsay, but you'll yell at her over and over again. You haven't talked to her in four months after you fucked her. And then Austin goes, that's the point. And it's a very savage way of saying, yeah, like there's nothing here. Oh, it's not nice. It's not nice, Austin. Not nice at all. You can't treat people like that. That's fucked up. That's absolutely fucked up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying what Austin is doing is cool whatsoever. But I'm saying all of you, Paige, Sierra, get the hint. Like, it's over. It's done. He's going to treat you like shit. Why are you defending him, Sierra? But that's what you do. You you find a project boy. You find a project boy and you see the good in him and you want to defend him. Stop doing that. PSA, don't, you don't need to see the best in anybody. Just trust them. That's how they are. Believe them. You, they, if they want the, if they want everyone to see the good in them, they'll work harder and they'll figure out how to show people that. Cause let me just say, um, so Paige is like, you fucked her while you were with, with your girl, she puts in quotes, and then you never talk to her again. So in her confessional, Paige's confessional, she does the breakdown. But I'm like, honey, this is inaccurate. You're making it seem, she goes, so at the dog wedding, Austin's like, I'm done with my girl because she's dating other people. So he hooks up with Sierra and then he ghosts her. And then, you know, now we're at the winter house. And I'm like, but you volunteered Sierra. Like, you should have never wanted Sierra to come near Austin again after the way summer house went down. It should have been like, we're done forever. But I think in her head, she really wanted a Sierra, Austin, Craig, Page situation. So everyone's stupid here, honestly. But they're all gorgeous. So it's probably hard just not to all fuck each other all the time because they're like all tall, skinny and beautiful. So Paige says to Austin, but yet the bitch that fucked you over walked into this house and you didn't say a fucking word. You apologized to her. How did Lindsay fuck him over? Lindsay was the only one that had his back over the summer. Lindsay did the opposite of fuck him over. What am I missing? What did Lindsay do to Austin? Huh? Literally. You guys fucked him over. Craig and Paige fucked him over by making it seem like Austin cheated on Sierra when Austin had a winter house fling with her for two weeks and that was it. They didn't have a relationship. Lindsay's the only one that's actually had his back and been his friend. What did she do to fuck him over? Oh, I am heated right now. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. So Austin tries to go talk to Sierra. He walks all the way into her room, but she pushes him out. And, oh, she goes off. She's like, you always take every opportunity to come at me sideways, bro. And I've always had your fucking back. All I fucking do is defend you. And you literally make me look like an idiot every single time. And he's just like, <laughs> all he's doing, he's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so he walks off and goes, fair enough. Kyle was upstairs talking to Jess. So he's like, what happened? Uh, and he tries to explain it. Like Austin tries to explain it, but he's in this loop. Like I was like, this is so stupid, dude. This is so stupid. So he doesn't really explain it. Sierra summons Paige to Paige's room because she's got the master. And that's like where they all reconvene to have their discussions. 
we get this really brief moment of Corey and Jess on the bed and she says something about it being hot and he makes it sexual but he literally always makes it sexual like earlier in the day they were on the ski lift and she said something like oh it's really hard and he's like oh my dick and like that's the problem okay he's gross and he's absolutely contributing to their disgusting dynamic so Paige and Sierra in Paige's room and Paige is like he's got some fucking nerve but Sierra's now trying to be all tough. She's like, fucking bring your girl here. Bring her simple ass here so we can run circles around you and that simple bitch. Okay, well, then why didn't that happen to begin with? Why didn't you bring a guy? Bring a guy. Amanda and Kyle are in their room and she's like, okay, wait, what were you talking about with Jess? And Jess is like, she's upset <laughs> about how people are talking about her relationship. <laughs> Amanda is surprisingly like not argumentative. She's like, okay, I I will I will make sure to point it out to people. Okay. The next morning, it's awkward. Luke is cooking bacon in the kitchen and Craig comes down and it's like, ooh, ooh, this is weird. The kitchen is very clean and the dining room is very clean. What was a refreshing change. So some of the people are going to go, or the guys are going to go bike skiing or ski biking. Uh, Sierra's obviously not going because Austin is going. Um, there's a cute moment. Craig brings Paige a breakfast sandwich in bed and she's, it's cute. He does really care for her. I'm not taking that away from them. Jess, of course, goes with them because she is obsessed. Uh, on the way up to the mountain, they're driving and Austin and Luke are in the back seat. And Austin, uh, Luke's like, wow, it is so beautiful. Austin's like, why is it so beautiful? Like, he's over it. They're so, they're so over Luke and his mountain ski winter love. He's just like, shut up about tapping trees, dude. Okay, we're done. So the rest of the girls and Craig go to Cork, the wine bar. Craig really does do well in a group of girls. I have to say, he fits in quite nice in this little moment. Rachel reminds him that it's Jess's birthday the next day, which is what brings them to talk about what Jess and Kyle talked about. <laughs> and Amanda's like, well, she is upset with us. And they're like, okay, now what? Like, But specifically Paige and Jason. And they're like, I can't, like, I can't. Um, but then Rachel tells them what she said to her at the bar the other night. And, and it's like, guys get to know you. If they think you're really smart, they might not come to you first. And I was like, oh, that's mean, but okay. Uh, yeah, Craig is like, Jesus Christ. Like, Craig can't wait to take Jess down. Craig really, <laughs> Craig is ride or die. Whatever page has got going on, he will go there too. So I guess that's kind of not bad for Paige. You know, if you think about it, I really, you know, for TV, don't mind it. I don't mind their dynamic. I think it's very fascinating to watch uh, from a villain perspective, but also when it's geared towards Jess and fighting for good, like Rachel, I'm here for it. 
Rachel says that Jess meant it as a compliment. And Craig is like, she knows what she's doing. She lives in L.A. where every girl is catty as fuck. Okay. Um, but then Rachel gives us her confessional where she talks about how one of her triggers is how like no guy will ever like her. And that, and then she admits to the group. She's like, I, I admit that I felt that way coming here. Um, and every guy went to her and I was like, what's wrong with me? And she says either guys fetishize Asians or not. And Sierra feels her on that. And yeah. And so it's interesting because Rachel was like, I really didn't register this until I said it out loud, which kind of makes sense. There's so much going on in the house and it was set at a bar. And so uh, Sierra asks them at the wine bar. She's like, what will you guys miss about Vermont? Amanda risky to start it out like this she goes craig you know you started the trip pretty angry and craig real defensive he's like i wasn't angry i just don't like being told what to do but then amanda now is scared she's like but now you seem like yourself again not that we don't like all sides of you and sarah goes well we don't but craig says that he understands that Paige is an extension of him now and he doesn't want to stress her out so you know what maybe they really Maybe this really has changed him. I mean, we have we have to see the next time we see him on camera, like Summer House, we have to see if it really did. But it's possible. Rachel's is that she liked riding down on Jason's back, which literally just happened. Craig goes, hey, Paige, how did you like uh, being with me for 14 days straight? And she just stares at him for a while. Um. Craig goes, yeah, yeah, because he admits I'm going to miss everyone. But this is like, it's so amazing how ride or die he is for the narrative on behalf of Paige and Sierra. He goes, but Austin, I just can't figure out. Last night sparked so fast. I was like shocked. I was like, what the fuck, dude? You're the one in a relationship. You can't get mad at Sierra for this. And then obviously it triggered you, you know, Sierra. I was like... <laughs> He really is trying to show them that he gets it. Like, he's like, guys, you know, I'm on your side here. I Sierra says she would never call him out in a situation and make him look bad, but he'll do that to her. Um, I guess that's true. I don't know. I don't. Whatever. Craig is like, he can't end it with you because he can't make that decision. Like, it's unfair to you, but then you'll just have to do it. Then he starts, like, biting his nails all nervous. Like, did I get it right? Did I say the lines right? I'm like, I don't even know what you just said. He can't end it with you. It's ended. It's over. It's all done. Like, we can stop this. You know when you're, you know when you have, um, it's this, it's very much this Sex in the City episode where Miranda learns the he's just not that into you concept. Because we as girlfriends do that toxic thing where we make up all these excuses like, oh, well, he's working a lot. He probably can't show up because he's got this to do at the office and blah, blah, blah. When it's really just simple. He's just not that into you. So Craig is like kind of parroting what most likely Paige is saying. But Paige is clearly giving bad advice to Sierra, which is move on. This fucker is not into you. Move on. Then Sierra goes, I'm at the point where we don't even need to have a relationship. They don't have a relationship. Not, I'm not even talking about like a romantic one. They don't have a, they don't talk. They don't interact. 
They don't speak. They are only together when there's a camera like this. So there's no threat there. Saying like we don't even need to have a relationship is like saying that the person you only see once a year, you're that's that's it. We're only going to see each other once a year. Okay, so there's no change then to this dynamic. There's nothing here. And I I don't I Austin's just going to get more and more hell because he deserves it. Austin deserves all the shit he gets. And that's the thing about Austin. He will perpetually always get a bunch of shit because he deserves it because he keeps stepping in it. He literally makes the mess, steps in it, rolls around in it, and then comes out of it and does it again. So he deserves it. Keep doing it. But Sierra, you I just I'm I'm having I don't I can't really feel bad for her. Move on. Like be happy that it's over. I get that there's that one person that just drives you crazy though. I've been there. I've you know, I need to I need to go back to my empathetic side. I have been there. If you if you followed me during Summer House, you may not have. I have quite a lot quite a lot, excuse me, a lot of new listeners. During Summer House, I was overly compassionate to Sierra because I have just been there and with a guy way less attractive than Austin. And I was so hung up on him and he was giving me all the signs that he was not interested. And I just kept going and going and making a fool of myself. So I had a ton of understanding for where she was. I never really shamed her. I never did the like really over Austin, never did any of that. I'm still not doing that. I'm still not like, really, it's Austin. I'm not taking, I'm not going that route. It's just that now it's exhaustive and I'm I'm losing a little bit of my compassion, okay? Uh, and also Paige is it, it making it worse. Paige is acting like he owes her something at this point. Paige. And Amanda is just terrified because she really thought it was over too and was like, yeah, bring your girl. And ever since that misstep, she's like, whatever you guys want me to say, I will say. I'm only taking cues from Paige moving forward. So. Next week is the finale. And Jess is going to tell Corey she wants to be exclusive. Rachel will confront Jess at dinner. Can't wait. And um, Sierra will tell Austin that she's really done. While he wears the most insane looking wig. That's going to be very hard to keep a straight face during. So. All right, guys. I uh, really appreciate you tuning in. And I hope you have a good one. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.